beautiful people. Welcome to God is Gray, the podcast. Although I, as a Christian, believe that God resides in absolute truth, in black and white, we as people are stuck here on planet Earth contending with the gray. In church, gray areas often cause dissension, anger, and even hate. But on this platform, I welcome open dialogue, variety of opinion, and differing belief systems. God is Gray is meant to teach, inform, and simply trade stories with kindness, love, and mutual respect. If you have a story or perspective to share, please reach me, Brenda Marie Davies, at GodIsGrayXO at gmail.com. To support the cause and be a part of our community, donate to patreon.com slash godisgray. Now, on to the episode. We're going to get you saved by the end of this conversation, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Hello, we're talking to Nicole Anderson today. She is a fellow YouTuber. Her channel is called Taboo Topics. She also has a website of the same name called tabootopics.com. And her motto is challenging tradition, changing minds, choosing happiness. Nicole was a Christian for 10 years and just recently came out as an atheist very bravely and publicly on her channel. So you still have a bunch of Christian friends, I presume. Yeah, it's so funny reading some of the comments on my YouTube channel because they're all like saying that I'm running around with like an atheist circle now and it's the actually like complete opposite of that like I still have all of my same friends from junior high and high school and they are like all Christians and I'm kind of the only one that left which is kind of what has been so hard about this whole journey is just being like you know the odd one out um and it's just interesting to see like how because like, I totally understand that, like, not all Christians are the same, and people are like, don't just let, like, a few bad apples, like, ruin your experience, but I'm like, guys, like, I love my friends, like, I know that they're not, like, bad people, but I'm just, like, my whole thing is that sometimes the things that they believe and do and say because of that can be hurtful, and I don't think people realize that, you know, and I've just, like, experienced a lot of that with my very conservative evangelical fundamentalist friends, you know? Yeah. You have the conservative fundamentalist friends in particular? Because I have Christian friends, but I tend to only steer towards the ones that don't drive me insane. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Well, like my whole experience with Christianity stemmed from my friend group. Like I wasn't raised a Christian, Um, I was raised in, like, just a very loving, secular home, and religion wasn't talked about. And so, you know, actually, like, my first experience with Christianity happened when I was 12 years old. I was in my seventh grade science class, and we were learning about evolution. And these two girls got so mad, and they were like, what about Adam and Eve? What about the Garden of Eden? Like, how can you be teaching this stuff in a public school? Like, they were so mad. And I was like, who are you talking about? Like, who's Adam? Who's Eve? Like, I didn't. (laughs) I was so ignorant. And so um, I think at that point, I kind of, like, became their salvation project. And Mm. I was starting from, like, a blank slate. Like, I didn't know anything about religion, really. And so I kind of just accepted that what they were saying was true um and my parents never wanted to tell me like what to believe or what not to believe 
but that kind of led to like an unhealthy um like one-sided argument that was like filling my brain coming from my friends um and I didn't like I don't know I didn't necessarily critically think too much about it I was only 12 and I just remember that's when it happened for me too 12 is when I yeah because I used to be um a casual Roman Catholic (laughs) um very passionate about God though I always really felt I always talk about these like bedside moments that I had when I was a little girl and I really felt a connection to the spiritual and to the beyond. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was 12 that I went to this born again church that was evangelical. And, you know, now looking back, I believe that's when I got really messed up in some really toxic thinking and toxic beliefs and fear 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 yeah you know that might have been what it was because I was never around like liberal Christians it was the very extreme evangelical fundamentalists and I didn't know that that was like a small sect of Christianity like even recently I just thought that that was normal Christianity um and I was like you know always made to feel like you know any type of disagreement um was just you're not being a real Christian you're not being a good Christian um but yeah from the very beginning it was just like this constant theme of like you think your life is good now but it can be so much better like is if you believe in Jesus like you will be like infinitely better and yeah it's funny like you mentioned the bedside moments because I still like so vividly remember sitting in my bed one morning when I was 12 and I was praying to God and attempting to repent for my sins. Um, But Mm. I just kept saying that I didn't know what I had done wrong. Like I didn't understand why I was so unworthy and undeserving of his love. I didn't like feel like I was this sinful person that was filled with like the innate evil of Adam and Eve, like that they let into this world. But like, that's what I was reading. And that's what um, I believed, like, it was the inspired word of God, I thought it was true. And all the worship songs in youth group and stuff just kept saying, like, I want more of you, God, and less of me. And it just kind of like shrunk, I like shrunk myself down and felt like I must have been doing something wrong in his eyes. And like, for that, I was truly sorry. And, you know, begged for his forgiveness. And I don't know it was just like this constant theme of know your place like you are inferior by design and I didn't realize it back then but that was like when my healthy amount of self-worth started to chip away um Mm -hmm. and it was like crazy that that was like the moment that I dedicated my life to Christ um yeah and then like for 10 years after that Christianity kind of consumed my life my friend group um we would have like deep discussions all the time. I would go to youth group, um, devotional groups, summer school, like, like summer camps, Bible studies. I was a youth leader for a while. Um, and it was just a very like simple faith, but I was always told that you're not supposed to intellectualize your faith or critically think too Mm -hmm. much about it. Um, and I kind of feel like not teaching apologetics, is like doing a disservice to your congregation because you know people might hear about these things eventually and then I mean that's like 
what happened to me in my last semester of college after, you know, I was 22. So it had been 10 years. Um, my roommate was a religious studies minor and she was doing all of this research for her classes. And, you know, she was having like people that were on the committee of translating the ancient Greek manuscripts, like as her teacher. And they were telling her these things that I just knew nothing about. And it was that same sort of feeling I had when I was 12, where it was like, wow, like I'm so ignorant. Like there's so much more I need to know. And Mm -hmm. so I, that's when I like started my deep study of theology and I went into it as a Christian wanting to be a better Christian thinking that I was going to like you know be so solid in my faith um and then just as I continued down that path like things slowly started to like not make sense with like the Christian doctrine um and my faith was like unraveling I guess and my questions were too hard and too deep for the Christians around me to answer, I guess. Um, so I was kind of on my own and I, yeah, I decided that like, I just didn't think the facts were there, but honestly, the damaging part came like after I left, like once I just decided, I don't think this is true. I don't think I'm going to call myself a Christian anymore. That's when I started like feeling the damaging effects of like what had happened like the past 10 years basically which well, is what did that what does that look like or feel like to leave and then get that reaction I mean there were so many different aspects of it um you know one of the aspects was this idea like I started viewing Christianity differently and I know a lot of Christians will probably disagree with this interpretation which is totally fine I just think it's important to realize that there are a lot of people out there who will hear the gospel message and they'll interpret it in kind of the way that I started seeing it. And it's not necessarily always healthy because I remember um, looking back and, you know, asking myself like why I could never bring myself to get baptized, even though so many people encouraged me to do it. And I think part of me subconsciously disagreed with this idea of like, dying to yourself like this idea Mm. that you are um your intrinsic self needed to die that there wasn't anything like good about you unless God was living in you and you were reborn as Christ and it just seemed so hurtful to me and like looking back now I don't think I ever felt broken enough to need a savior my self-image wasn't bad enough like my life wasn't shattered enough for me to view myself as this like dirty rag that God compares our works to in the Bible um and this just kind of made me see how religion doesn't work as well um if you start out with a healthy amount of self-worth because then when I was going through harder times in life I remember thinking how easy it would be to like go back to church and to feel better And, you know, there would be so many people who would instantly care about me and they'd give me attention and support and comfort me and try to make me feel better. And that was so appealing. But it made me realize how this idea of God and religion could so easily be used as a Band-Aid, like, for our problems. It made me feel like religion was, like, preying on the weak and in those vulnerable moments 
like it's so easy to want a savior but I needed to like pull myself back into reality and be like intellectually though this doesn't add up in my head so like I don't know I didn't want to take the easy way out and just like go back and then oh gosh like there's just so much um of I don't know this is just how I felt but it's like you're not capable of anything without God and everything good is because of him and everything bad is because of you and like he deserves all the glory and you're just a vessel completely worthless without him and like if you leave God your life will be miserable and that's what I was always told and that's I think what really hurt me afterwards like when I was like I don't believe this anymore like but people are still telling me like he needs to be the priority in your life and like if he's not bad things will happen to you and like yeah this one time yeah like this one time my friend I was telling her that I had filled out this job application and it was a writing application. So I had to write like a ton of like, not essays, but like a lot of prompts. And then I hit submit and my internet had gone out and it got all deleted. And instead of just being like, yeah, that sucks. Like, you know, the internet, but she was like, wow, God's really trying to get you back. And in my head, I'm like, God is going out of his way to like make my life miserable so that I'll come back back to him like that doesn't make any sense like how do you I don't know how can you think that way because that just sounded like manipulation um it's also yeah I mean god there's so many levels of toxicity with that because you know that was a huge part of my my life really imploded and I started being you know you and I have this in common where we both had a breakthrough moment where we became very explorative and intellectual and curious about our religion I left it as well I didn't I would always say like I was never capable of leaving God or feeling disconnected from my spiritual side but I had to leave the actual building of the church because these things just weren't resonating anymore and when you're surrounded by people that say every bad thing in your life is happening because of what you're doing wrong it creates this never ending anxiety. And, Mm -hmm. and it's just not true. Like if I walked outside right now and walked my dog and he got hit by a car or something like, really, I'm supposed to go back to my house and trace back what a terrible person I've been when like, all I do is try to like give my love to my friends and work really hard and do my best in life. But I remember the Christian mentality of everything that happens is because of something I did or it was like the devil like creeped in because you weren't like having enough of that armor of God around you to protect yourself yeah Um, and I think it's also incredibly disenchanting and a huge part of my audience is you know there are atheists that are genuine atheists and there are quote unquote atheists that are just really hurt Christians and I I see both and I don't you know I don't say they're always one or the other but that does exist and the reason is because also we're told that every good thing happens because we're involved in church and because we're being perfect and we're saving ourselves and we're honoring Mm -hmm. our husband and we're listening to our leaders and tithing and when you're doing all that and you're in a sexless marriage or in my case like you find out your husband was cheating on you and it rocks your world like then all of a sudden you're like wait all of these things that were supposed to protect me that I have been doing right you know like 
I used to be like the girl defined girls, and that's why <laughs> I, I harp on them so much. For anyone yeah. listening that doesn't know, Nicole and I are both YouTubers, so there's this whole like <laughs> Christian space of YouTube, yeah. um, which is very niche. But it's so funny it's they there. always get recommended to me too. I'm like YouTube is crazy. Like why are you recommending yeah. all these videos to me? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, these two girls are, you know, like I-, I have no hatred for them at all. It just breaks my heart that they're for me still giving a lot of toxic information that has been very destructive for me and the people that I know and love. Yeah. And I just think they're too young and inexperienced and they don't have enough, like a wide enough grasp of the world to actually speak to those topics at the top of their intelligence, because, you know, you're not supposed to question. You also brought up before, like, we are taught to fear our emotions. They always use the, the verse that's like, the heart is deceitful above all things. And, oh, yeah, that was quoted to me my whole life. Yeah, and really, that's a way of Christians silencing and shaming each other into mm-hmm. shutting up. Like, if you have a, you know, with my being gay is not a sin videos that I just came out with, so many people are like, don't trust your heart. Your heart is deceitful. And it's like, you got, you're telling me that we need to abandon our like intellectual yeah like what happened like level of morality yeah that never made sense to me because it honestly it was used as just like a silencing tactic and a way for like christians to feel like they could be above other christians i feel like like they felt like their point was like being defended when they could pull that verse out and kind of like i don't know i would also argue it's because they don't have a point beyond that point you yeah. know, like if someone shuts you down and another phrase they use is cherry picker, you can't cherry pick the Bible mm-hmm. and what's convenient for you. And it's like, well, that phrase is really convenient because mm-hmm. all you have to do is like, and I remember feeling that way when I was saying these things too. I knew that if you scratched a tiny bit below the surface, I would have to be like, I don't know, shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have an answer beyond don't trust your heart. And I don't have an answer beyond my pastor told me so. So everybody shut up, you know, like, well, and I, I don't my... want people to fear that. And that's why I respect what you're doing so much. And I don't see our channels or our ideals in major conflict, actually. I'm not no, scared of the fact that you're agree. an atheist. Yeah. And like, that I recommend your channel to so many people who comment on my videos oh, because thanks, yeah because like you do not at all represent the things that I am opposed to you know like and I think it goes back to this idea of when I was a Christian and when I would kind of be going through like what you're going through trying to defend gay marriage and like all these things I was always very analytical of this idea of God and in my head, I was like, if you're telling me that he's a loving God, I feel like we have to be able to attribute certain qualities to this deity. And so often, when you are kind of like the girl-defined girls who are living in this Christian bubble, who, like, just read the scripture and are so, like, blindly following it without opening their mind to any sort of, like, I don't know. The only discussion. very specific scriptures, by the way, because yeah. they, much like me or the pastors I've had, would quote like something really beautiful. And then you read two lines down and mm-hmm. it's like, by the way, like slavery is should be honored. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, that's what, it's so funny because I recently did um, 
a video about gay marriage as well. And I was responding to a channel um, called Paul and Morgan. And they were quoting Leviticus. And then all these people were commenting saying, if you just read a few more verses down, like that's the same book that talks about not getting a tattoo. And she has tattoos all over her arm. (laughs) I know. I know the hypocrisy uh, of that drives me crazy. And well, again, for anyone listening that's not from the Christian background, Leviticus is in the Old Testament. And it's a very, very, very heavy handed rule oriented book and Mm -hmm. um and the rules include you know you should be basically ostracized from your community for having period sex no (laughs) tattoos no and men are like man shall not lay with a man but you're like well wait you guys oh don't braid your hair these are no mixing fabrics like they are very specific things so for any modern christian you know that's one of my main arguments too it's like we can't be citing this ancient text that we've already willfully decided as a community that we're abandoning the majority of these like tenants yeah but you're still conveniently for the sake of your argument pulling from that like you said ignoring the fact that you girl are covered in tattoos so Mm -hmm. (laughs) stop with that yeah definitely but like of course I knew like that there were hypocrisies among the like Christian community and So I don't want anyone to ever think, like, that's why, like, I left. Because I've always granted, like, there are, you know, good people and bad people in every community and every group, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And so so I never really, like, of course, things could be hurtful. But, like, that never caused me to then think, like, oh, well, God must not be true because all these Christians are hypocritical. Like, it, it was never that way of thinking. Um, and I know it's hard for some people to understand, like, one of my videos recently got promoted by YouTube, and it's actually really annoying, because I have all of these Christians who are just so hateful, like, leaving Mm -hmm. so many nasty comments, I'm just like, why are you, like, so many people try to say, like, like, not all Christians are bad, but, like, when 99% of the people are so, like, mean, And then you get like one nice one and it's like, okay, obviously like something needs to change here, but they were all saying like, you were never a real Christian. You must've never been saved. Like that's just impossible because, and I I feel like it's a defense mechanism where it's like, if I was a real Christian and then left, like, what does that say about their belief system? You know? Absolutely. I think it's very fear. And that's like, it's so much projection. And that's why, you know, I'm no better or worse than anyone else. But that's why I keep saying, like, don't be afraid to have a real conversation with an atheist or like someone outside of your belief system. They can't, you know, stand firm in your beliefs. Don't be scared. And if there's something that scares you, then dive in deeper. Like, yeah, it scared me when I read you know, women need to be silent at church. That was one of my really defining moments where I shut the Bible and mm-hmm. looked up at God and just was like, yo, yeah, what? Like, I was like, so beside myself about that. I was like, just like, I've been honoring you all of these years. And I'm made to like, sit here and read that. Like, what does that mean? And it did not shake my faith. It didn't turn me away from God. Instead, it caused me to be more intellectual about my Mm -hmm. faith, to be more curious about the history of it. And I'm far from 
knowing everything, but like people should be inspired to be intellectual, not scared of it. Yeah, there's this um, Christian who I actually really like. Um, I mean, I disagree with a lot of what he says, but I really like him. Um, And his name is Sean McDowell. And he gave like this really cool talk where he pretended to be an atheist at a Christian college. And he put on his atheist glasses and he like talked to them (laughs) as if he was an atheist, giving all of like, you know, the atheist answers, I guess. And for the most part, I thought he did a a pretty good job. Um, But then he kind of like took his glasses off and was like, like, how do you guys think you did? And it was just, it was like, how did you feel when you were being like questioned by me? And like, you weren't really winning the argument, so to say, like, and, and they were like, like, I was mean to you, like, I was aggressive, and I was defensive. And, you know, I, I felt attacked, and I just wanted to prove you wrong so bad, like, I wasn't being loving through that. And he's, he, his point was basically like, Christians shouldn't be scared of doubt because they should be a Christian because they believe that it is true. And if, if after all of the research that you do, if you come to the conclusion that you don't think it's true, then you shouldn't be a Christian. And, and he said, that's okay. Like you have to not be afraid of just pouring all the facts out there and, and being true to yourself in that. And of course he wants everyone to be saved, but like, no, that's really beautiful. I love yeah. that. Can I ask, what was the video that YouTube started promoting of yours? Oh God, I don't even like the video. It was um, it was a video called Why I Left Christianity. And it was actually a response video to a different video that I had made where I had said, like, you know, I was silenced in church and, like, I wasn't allowed to ask questions and, like, all this stuff. And people were, like, you know, commenting on that. And so I did a response video basically clarifying, saying, I was allowed to ask questions, but I could only ask them once. And then once I asked them and got the Christian answer, it was like, that's your answer. Like, accept mm-hmm. it. And if, if it wasn't good enough for me, it was like, why are you, like, beating a dead horse? Why are you still so, like, you know, you're just trying to, like, you know, put your deceitful, wicked heart into scripture because you want, you know, it to be the way you want it to be and like all this stuff and it was just such a misinterpretation of me just trying to like learn more and do research and it was like if you keep talking like that you're going to talk yourself right out of this faith like you don't sound like a Christian to me um and it was just kind of a lot of kind of it wasn't even a very accurate title now that I'm thinking about it because I truly clarified and said I left because I didn't think the facts were there but in the midst of me doing all this research and and kind of getting all these questions brought to the surface, I was a bit frustrated that I was like borderline not even a Christian at this point. And yet, you know, people I knew who wanted to go into ministry who were dedicating their life to this faith didn't even care enough to know the deeper side of their belief system. Like they just had no interest in looking deeper and studying harder in in answering my questions. And like I understood that everyone has their own life and you know they can't just put it on pause to then you know study all this stuff with me but it it did frustrate me that the church in itself did a poor job of um preparing Christians for the tough questions like if there's an atheist who knows 
apologetics better than Christians, that's, that's not good, you know? I don't know. I feel like that video was like misinterpreted. It's true. The YouTube space is crazy. I keep telling my friends. I almost feel quite lonely in it because nobody else understands what I'm going through necessarily. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. I'm not like going through something. <laughs> but like, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I wake up every morning and people are screaming that I'm going to hell. And like, it just kind of feels like garbage to my soul sometimes yeah you know? well I mean, it has to be even worse for you because they say that to me but if if I don't believe in hell it doesn't really affect <laughs> yeah, me as much so like I can't here. imagine <laughs> that's horrible well, yeah well and I think that I I usually think comments are they make me laugh and I actually really enjoy talking to haters like yeah you know this sweet looking you know young person just wrote something like well, you're sending everyone to hell and you're going to hell yourself. And so yeah. I just like called her out and was like, hey, why do you believe that? Like, do you know that I'm a person and you're you're saying that to me on the Internet? And that's like actually such a terrible thing to say to somebody. And a lot of them apologize because it's not about me convincing them that my way of thinking is right. But it's more about the more defensive you are in lieu of actually being an empath and listening and like allowing people to go on their own journeys with patience and love instead of always trying to like get everyone onto your team the more effective you are just as a human being in general but especially as a christian i don't understand what church is telling people that's emboldening them to go online screaming about someone else going to hell like that's yeah. jesus was not walking around jerusalem screaming about hell yeah. Ever. So I'm like, where, where did you guys even get that from? And what scripture is that the way you're supposed to be handling people that you disagree with? Yeah, sometimes I'll read the, the like really mean comments from Christians. And I'll just comment back and just be like, do you think like you said that out of love? Like, yeah. was that really a loving thing to say? Like, it just it doesn't well, make Nicole, sense it's righteous judgment. And I have every exactly. right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What was the feeling of really coming into your atheism? Well, a lot of people kind of say like, oh, you just threw the baby out with the bathwater. Like you jumped from Christian to atheism. And that wasn't the case at all. I actually still believed in God for probably two years after I stopped calling myself a Christian. Um, And I just had this feeling of like organized religion put God in a box and like it forced us to have these certain stories that were culturally specific and that didn't, you know, go over like to other countries or whatever. And I just remember having this like sense of freedom where it's like I could go to any country and experience like what they consider like profound spirituality. And I could apply that to my life without feeling like, you know, it's not accurate. And and I just remember thinking, like, all these religions throughout the entire world have claimed to have spiritual experiences. They've claimed to have these miracles happen. And I just, I didn't like thinking, like, they were wrong and I'm right. And, like, my specific story is, like, the one true truth. Um, and, like, shedding that story itself allowed me to view, like, God in a much more like open way 
that Mm -hmm. I found super inclusive and inviting and more cohesive. Um, And, you know, I still actually hold a lot of those values. Like I want, I think I'm still slightly bitter when it comes to organized religion, but I definitely want to get to the point where I can go, you know, to other countries and experience, you know, their religion and their culture and everything that comes with that and just, you know, apply that to my life and, you know, become a better person based off of these worldly experiences. Um, Well, why um, atheist and, and not agnostic? Well, I actually consider myself an agnostic atheist. So basically, agnosticism is, you know, a claim about knowledge. Like, I don't know if there's a God or not, but I'm atheist because I don't currently believe in one. Um, I don't, I don't think that, I don't know, like, I don't think there's a God. I don't necessarily see a lot of proof of a God. Um, but I'm more open to that conversation of maybe, because I know, like, when people start talking about science and they start talking about, like, the origins of the universe and all this stuff, like, that's very fascinating to me. And it's not something that I have studied as much as I would like to, Mm -hmm. um, but I never want to be like one of those people where I'm like, yeah, there's absolutely definitely not a God and I'll fight you like tooth and nail to prove that. It's like, no, like I, I don't have this like hidden agenda. Like I don't want there to not be a God. On top of that, my uh, friend circle, um, like since their identity was in Christ, my identity to them became non-Christian. Like, Mm -hmm. that is all I was to them, or that's how it felt. And I would be, like, introduced as, like, oh, this is Nicole. She's a non-Christian. Like, this is my (laughs) non-Christian. Yeah. Like, to to their new, like, church friends and, you know, more extended people, it was, like, this is my non-Christian friend. Like, that that was my label. And it was so, like, demeaning. And I'm, like, literally, that's all I am. That's all they see is the lack of of belief in their god and then uh, I'd had some people say like you're never gonna know true joy or true happiness or true fulfillment you're never gonna have purpose and your life is like destined to be meaningless because you don't believe in our god and that's just like so mean to say and it like really breaks people down and I think that goes back to this idea of like if you break people down enough they might come back to the belief system and it's like such a manipulative way of going about things for them but I I always I feel like it's so much fear because I remember feeling I remember being on the opposite side of that I could see myself introducing someone as a (laughs) non-Christian um back in the day not tomorrow yeah um but I was I love God so much and I have for so long that if anyone didn't have that and then and then when like in christian church or evangelical church when they're pounding into our heads like you said this is your identity Mm -hmm. this is the thing that gives you purpose this is where true happiness lies um i just felt sad for people that didn't have that and i wanted them to have like salvation and then when i was even younger i was so scared of everyone going to hell i was like oh god i love nicole so much i really don't (laughs) want her to go to hell and it's actually like you experience a genuine heartbreak on both ends and 
it's not healthy for either party. Yeah. And I think that's something that I would encourage like more Christians to think about is that like, is it possible that these people that do have a good amount of self-worth and that are happy and fulfilled in their life and, you know, are truly living like in joy, like, is it necessary for you to then go and like tear that down to try to like put your belief system on them? Like you could be causing more hurt and more harm. And I honestly think that that kind of is what happened when I was 12. Like I was such a happy little girl and like that didn't obviously go away overnight, but it was like, I didn't necessarily like need these messages that they were telling me. And they didn't, yeah. they didn't help. Like, they didn't make me feel better necessarily. But, I mean, a lot of this, like, analyzing has come since I've left. Like, I don't want people to think that, like, I was miserable for 10 years because I wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. I still liked my time as a Christian. But it's just looking back. It's like, I don't know if I would choose that again. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. The <laughs> same thing for me, like, at 12, that was when I first was told that I'd be worthless if I had sex before marriage and like you're saying identity wrapped in Christ my identity was wrapped in my virginity that was definitely yeah an aspect of it as well yeah so like and then when I wasn't a virgin anymore and even when I was married I didn't know who I was anymore I didn't know what made me a good person anymore because that's all I would like that's all I heard about what a good person is yeah. good person is a virgin. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It's a disaster. So my Christian advice to anyone encountering an atheist or someone that simply doesn't believe the same things or God forbid a Christian that actually believes different things than you mm-hmm. to just like trust the Holy Spirit. If you believe in God, you proclaim to like believe that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. Have faith that like Everyone is on their own journey and everyone's going at their own rate. And if someone's meant to encounter God in a specific way, that will be taken care of with or without you harping on the person. And actually, it's probably less likely to happen if you are harping on the person. So yeah. just like it's like they let could go be and showing like they could be showing so much of like what like, like what they want to like show the person of like if they say that they have God inside of them it's like are they really showing that because right. you know a lot of the christians you know people want nothing to do with them cuz they're so mean and so it's like yeah. why, why would we want your god if like this is what he looks like in my core i think i fundamentally think we as humanity are intrinsically good and mm. and i know that like a lot of christian teaching is that like we're intrinsically evil But I guess I would just kind of encourage people to step away from, like, necessarily putting that on all of humanity. Um, Like, I don't know. I'm just so positive and I'm so optimistic. And, like, I know there are so many bad things in this world, but I feel like they're always met with, like, an overwhelming amount of love and support that shows, like, the goodness of humanity. Um, like, for example, the Orlando nightclub shooting that happened, you know, that was, like, horrible. But after that, like, there were so many people lined up to donate blood. And I think just, like, recognizing that that we are, like, capable of doing so much good and, and focusing on that. Um, and then also recognizing that people are so much more than a label. 
Like there's so much yeah. more than a single word or a single defining term. Um, and if we can accept people and like truly accept them for who they are and, and not try to change them, I think we'll realize that it's okay to disagree because those labels don't define who a person is. Like I don't define you by your Christian faith. Like you're someone who is fighting for change and promoting love and acceptance and kindness and equality. And those are things that I agree with. So if we can focus on what we have in common instead of what divides us, I think, you know, we can, you know, live in a much better world. Just recognize that, that people like you're enough, like you're enough just being you. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, like it's in us, like we're just good. Mm, I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was awesome. How can people um, follow you or contact you? So my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash taboo topics. And my website is tabutopics.com. And then they both have all my social media links there. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for letting me come on and talk. It was amazing. <laughs> thank you all for listening. I love you. God bless.